We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's jump over to the other side of the football and we, we, we each tallied up some defensive X factor guys and we came up with four piece and of course two overlap. So we'll talk about those two guys first and let's start on the defensive line and with Riley Mills. Now Mm -hmm. Riley Mills has been a topic of conversation for us and anybody else that follows Notre Dame football for a few years now. I mean, let's be honest a, a few years now. In my opinion, they this is the first year where they've actually put him into a position to be successful. Like I just felt like he was kind of cross-training between end and, and tackle, and then okay, we're gonna lean towards end and you know, whatever. He is just a defensive tackle this year. He's put on the weight. He the weight is good weight, number one. He seems explosive, he seems big. He seems like a dis- he's going to be a very disruptive force on the defensive line from the tackle position. That's why he's an X factor for me because I don't want to say this is a make or break situation for Riley Mills, but it kind of feels like it is. Like we've been talking about him for a little while now, and I feel like this is his year to really break out. And if he does, then this defensive line goes to another level. Because now yes. you have a guy that can make plays in the backfield on a consistent basis. And that's what excites me about Riley Mills. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I'm going to say it this way, Vince, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on Riley because we've talked a lot about him this sure. summer. It's not a make or break year for Riley Mills because, number one, he's been a quality football player for Notre Dame the last two years. Agreed. He has. Agreed. I, I've pointed this out before. His per snap production is significantly better than what Jerry Tillery's was his first three years and 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 better than what Sheldon Day's was. Not as significantly better, but still better than what Sheldon Day's was, especially as a pass rusher. He already has more sacks going into senior year than both of those guys had going into senior years. Those guys, uh, Sheldon had a slightly more tackles for loss, but Riley's been used primarily as kind of a pass rusher type of guy. He's up to 306 now. He, he's carrying it well. I got a picture that Angela took uh, where she was shooting photos, Vince, and I'm going to try to pull it up here real quick while we're while we're going through this to just show how, how big he is. Because when we explain to people – there's anyone can get up to 300 pounds, right? It's, it's, can you get up to 300 pounds and it be healthy weight and good weight? That's more of the question. And that was kind of the question we had about, about Riley is, is this going to be good weight or not? And it is, and I'll pull it up, but it's not so much a make or break year for him because if he just keeps doing what he's doing, he's a quality football player. It's not like he's going to get benched or beat out or something like that. If he just keeps doing what he's been doing, he is a, his, his performance could be, the make or break factor for Notre Dame being an elite defense championship. I shouldn't say elite, a championship caliber defense. Cause I don't think they have to be elite on defense to win a championship. They just I have to be think so really either. good. Yes, absolutely. They need to hold their own. I mean, right. there's no doubt about In that. In past yeah. years, they had to be elite because correct. they didn't have the offense to win it. Absolutely they had correct. to be able to hold Clemson to 17 to have a shot to win. They, you know, and that just that wasn't going to happen. They don't have to do that now. And and so they just have to be really good. You still have to be really good on defense to 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 me, in my opinion, to still win a championship unless your offense is just LSU nineteen, that kind of thing. So anyway, Vince, with Riley, it's it it he to me more than anybody else holds the key to this being that kind of defense because it's similar to the conversation I've had with other guys. I X factors to me, Vince, are not just guys who have an impact production and all that. It's guys that have an impact. And their performance then impacts so many others around him. If Riley Mills is a force up the middle, then what, what what's the first thing that that ensures, Vince? The absolute first thing that that ensures is Howard Cross is getting a bunch of one-on-one blocks. You, it's, it's very hard to double team three guys up front. It's very hard to do. Absolutely. So, and it's very it's, hard to double team yeah. two inside guys. And if you're double team of two inside guys, then your tackles and your linebackers are wreaking havoc on other people. And the other that's the other part is if Riley Mills is as good as we hope he can be, it's going to have a huge impact on the linebackers as well. And that's kind of where you start getting yeah. a little bit fired up about what oh, this yeah. team could be is if if he steps up and can be that disruptive playmaker that I know he has the potential to be, he's flashed it at times. It's not like we haven't seen it. We've seen it. It's just, can he do it consistently? That's That's been the question. And if he does, and the light finally goes on a little bit for him this year, man, I'm going to tell you what, Vince, like 
this kid's gonna this kid's gonna have a chance to to do something be special yeah I, i'm gonna no i'm gonna show you this picture that angela put up before we move on to somebody else because it just kind of shows like when i talk about there's a difference between like putting on good weight or bad weight and you look at riley and you're just like that's that's good weight that's just a big boy i'm gonna pull this picture up here real quick and put it over here because for for the user angela's actually our photographer at our breakdown so this is from one of the earlier practices of fall camp this is a picture i mean you just see how like big his arms are like that he's got big forearms big arms his gut is a that that of a defensive end really a big end right like there's not there's not gut there he's just big Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a massive kid and there's some other photos that she took that show that as well where you're just like this is just a big thick yeah country if boy photographs don't do it justice either. yeah can i just I say think, that yeah. like in person you, you're just like okay this yeah. this is a mountain of a man yes you know what he is vince he's like that guy that um nebraska used to have back in the day Sure. Right. The Jason corn fed, uh, just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like remember when Nebraska was just elite defenses, Christian Peter, it was, uh, I'm trying to think it was Jason Peter. It was uh, Grant Winstrom, just all those big defensive linemen they had. And they just were just massive. They weren't fat. They were just thick. And that's how Riley is in my opinion. And that's why you look and say, okay, if the light needs to go on, if it does, they're going to be pretty good. Sure. Now this next guy, we have talked about a considerable amount in the yep. past, and I will not shy away from the fact that he's one of my favorite players on the team as far mm-hmm. as what I think he can be and, and all of that. And I know he's one of your favorites too, and it's probably one of the reasons that he's on your list because he's on my list as well, and it's Xavier Watts. And we, I remember we did a show, I think, last week, and somehow we came up on the topic of like X factors or guys that are, that can change the game or whatever. And well, you were taught, you brought it up and then that okay. kind of sparked this. And we're like, you know what? Gotcha. We're going to do an X factor. Okay. show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he was the first one that came to my mind when I'm thinking X factors on defense, because I, I, I think that we all know what the corner situation is at Notre Dame that we do. Right. And I, and I think the national media is, is getting, is getting on board with what, who the corners are. I don't think that the safeties get a whole lot of respect and I, and I get it. I'm not saying that they're wrong, that they're wrong. I'm just saying they don't get a lot of respect. Now I think Xavier Watts has the opportunity this year to really make a name for himself and to prove a lot of people not wrong necessarily, but wrong. Just, Hey guys, don't forget about me. Kind of a situation. Like I know those guys really, but guess what? So am I. And the reason he's an X factor for me is because, okay, well, when you're creating a, an offensive game plan against a defense, you the first thing I always did when I was putting together a game plan is I would identify who the dudes were on the other side of the ball. I, you just identify who they are, and then you kind of make your plan with that in mind, right? Well, when you do that for Notre Dame, you know, you're obviously, you obviously should say, Morrison, you should have heart in that conversation. You know, you should be talking about some of the guys at the front they're probably not going to be talking about the guys at safety, at least at the beginning of the season. I think that changes as the season goes on because of how to play or how, how to go against this defense from a passing standpoint, from a running standpoint, you're going to have to take into account Xavier Watts. And if you're taking into account Xavier Watts and you're taking into account Cam Hart and you're taking into account Benjamin Morrison, you're almost out of options. 
And right. that is going to make everybody else better because now more balls are going to be going to Morrison. More balls are going to be going to Hart. And you know what I mean? And so his presence and his play, if he can step up to the level that you and I think he can step up to, he absolutely affects the other guys on the defense in a positive way. I think there's an, I agree with everything you said, so I'm not going to rehash it. I'm just going to add a little piece onto this. Cool. Notre Dame, if they're going to have a champion, because this is what it's all about, right? This is all about can Notre Dame play for championship or not? And to me, that's going to be hard to do if they're not better at forcing turnovers. And to me, the most disruptive player at safety by far is Xavier Watts. Oh, yeah. From a, and, and we saw it last year, Vince. I mean, this isn't even just us hoping and wishing upon a prayer that, that Xavier Watts can be that guy that we thought he was going to be in high school. There is still some of that. But we saw enough late last year to say, hey, this kid's actually pretty good. And when you look at his numbers last year, you're like, yeah, this kid's pretty good. Yeah. You know, Xavier Watts played 366 snaps last year. He had more run stops than any safety on the roster. Crazy. And the next closest was Brandon Joseph. And Brandon Joseph played like 70 more snaps than than, than he did. And he had seven. Which and, is a whole this game's going to pro worth. football focus. Right. Um, Xavier had 13, almost twice as many on 70 fewer snaps. Houston Griffith played about 62 fewer snaps than than um, Xavier, which is a game. And he had six run stops last year. Ramon Henderson played 319 snaps, about 50, 40-some, 47 fewer than Xavier. He had five run stops. So, I mean, your next two safeties combined – on 735 combined snaps, had the same number of run stops as Xavier Watts did last year. Xavier also had half of the deep, of the of the safety positions passes defensed last year. They had six. He had three of them. Wow. Right. So I mean, so the numbers are very clear of what we've yeah. already seen from him. Sure. Now it's about he's got to become more fundamentally consistent. That's right. been Xavier's issue. I, I go back to the play against Stanford two years ago. When Stanford had that game was already out of line, or I mean, out of hand. Notre Dame was dominating. But you remember that tight end in cut that that Ben Urasek caught, and or, and then he went for a touchdown. Yes, and I Xavier do. took a bad angle and then slipped because he took yep. a bad angle. Yep. Like that's kind of the things that now that you're now in year full year two of playing safety and, and year three where you've been at the position, but year two where it's just okay full mm-hmm. year and really your first full year where you're not spending any time. In fall camp last year, he was at wide receiver. Right. Remember right. that? Like I yeah. do because of all once Avery went down and all that, and then Jones' yeah. health issues. But he was still a safety last year, and that receiver sure. thing was not, didn't last very long. No, it's like a this week. year. It's 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 not even a factor. So it's like right. clean up that stuff. And my whole thing is, if he can clean up the assignment correctness, the technical consistent, and be more technically consistent then he'll be in position more to make more plays. And he's already shown when he's in position, he can make a lot of plays. And so him taking that step where, look, just take what we saw from you against USC, the good stuff, and the BC game and the South Carolina game, and eliminate some of that stuff that's not about your athleticism or about your talent, but just about up here and just the grasp of the defense and being comfortable in what you're doing. Because being off in your alignment five to six inches is – can can be the difference between oh. an interception or a touchdown. I mean, yep. you may you kind of laugh at that. I'm, I'm, it's no, it's serious, legit. Especially when you're playing Ohio State, right? If you're six inches misaligned against Marvin Harrison, it's a touchdown. 
just is. You can get away with it against other teams, but you can't against Ohio State. You can't against USC. You can't against Clemson. And clean that stuff up, and now all of a sudden he starts making those plays. Those plays yeah. where he's getting to the receiver as soon as the ball is getting there and he's breaking it up, now all of a sudden that's a, that's a pick. Or you're getting there as soon as the ball arrives and not right after it, and instead of making the tackle, you're now hitting that guy, ball's floating up in the air, and next thing you know, one of your guys is catching it and he's got room to run. Those are the kind of plays we just didn't see a lot from Notre Dame last year. What's the first time we saw a, the secondary making those kind of plays? It's Clemson, and it broke the game open. I mean, the offense didn't exactly light the world on fire that game, guys. They had like 360 yards of offense. They threw right. for 85 yards, right? The defense and the special teams making those game-changing plays are what broke that game open. If the if they don't make those plays, when Clemson finally starts putting a couple drives together, it's 14 to nothing. Right. A whole different ball game, man. A whole different ball game. Actually, it's it, – Technically, be seven nothing, Vince, because the one the the other offensive touchdown came off of Benjamin picking that pass off at like the twelve. Yeah, right. So Notre Dame had put one drive together. Well, wasn't one the first? Drive. I thought the first score was the punt block, wasn't it? Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, like, okay. you look at twenty eight points. They Got, had okay, one gotcha. good drive. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You gotcha, had the gotcha. two defensive. That's why I said defense and special teams. Gotcha. Yeah. The offense only scored one touchdown at that point in time. Yeah. The, the offense didn't put another drive together till at the end of the game when it was twenty eight to seven. Right. So that's my point is you need those plays. And if you can make them a little bit more regularly, and I'm not talking about pick sixes, I'm talking about turnovers. Right. Pass breakups. Get Caleb Williams in third and 12 instead of being in third and five when he can do the crazy stuff. That's where you can win a football game to me. You know, get Kyle McCord out of his comfort zone and get him into, you know, where he's thinking and not sure. And Mama, I'm, I'm worried about the number zero. Let me go over here. Oh, shoot, I forgot. That's number five. That's number 20. You know, and that's where you really want to be. So that's where Xavier could have a huge impact on this defense, man. Huge no impact doubt. on this no defense. No doubt. I, I'm really excited to watch him kind of take that next level and start getting some recognition for the player that we know he can be. I mean, he was just getting pushed around so much from a positional standpoint. You know, offense, mm-hmm. defense, da, 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 da. like he's here. Now he has a chance to really make his name and 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 all of that, and I I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for the team and what he's about to bring to the team. I, I know that sounds corny and personal and all that, but and I don't I don't know him from Adam. Like he wouldn't mm-hmm. know me at all. But just following his career and what he's been able to do at Notre Dame, like this kid's got some talent, man. Yeah. And and I'm ready to watch him make his mark for sure. So our, our number three, Vince is. Kind of, we're coming at it from a similar standpoint. We're just two different players. I'm going to let you kind of kick off the number three guy. But we're both, I believe, looking here for pass rush impact. Okay. So let's go. So I believe, I believe that's where you're coming from. I've got two guys left. And if you say pass rush, I know which one you're talking about. It's not the other one. So uh, my third one is is Jalen Sneed. And, and he is on mine because... Number one, I know how excited everybody is that he's going to get an opportunity and they wanted him to get an opportunity last year. The bottom line, he he wasn't ready to be a guy that they counted on last year. He's a true freshman. He wasn't quite ready. Now he's a redshirt freshman. He's a, he's a sophomore. He's been in the system for two years now. All right, this is the second year being in the system. They're going to be counting on him. There, there are going to be packages that are Jalen Sneed's packages. Like He is going to be counted on in this defense. And those packages 
are most likely going to be nickel dime, that kind of a thing. And so he's going to be put in a position where everybody in the stadium knows they're going to be throwing the football. And Jalen Sneed's going to be triggered to come get the football and make plays in the backfield and just some big time. He's going to have big time opportunities. If he can capitalize on those big time opportunities, man, you're talking about changing the game from a hype standpoint, from a field position standpoint, from a potential turnover standpoint, all of the above. Look what what Bo Bauer did in 21 and 22. Bo Bauer had the play that broke the pit game open. In 2021, right. remember that? He had that pick in the middle of the field on yep. I think it was a third down play. Yep. And Notre Dame's offense was scuffling. They had That's... one long play to Ben Spronick was about all they had done, really done on offense. And then Bo has that pick, starts, then Jeremiah gets his pick, and then Foskey blocks the punt. Next thing you know, a seven to three game turns into 28 to three game at halftime. Right. Well, you think of the Bo Bauer interception a couple years ago against, was I think it was USC, right? Wasn't it against USC? Um, in, in 2021, remember that? Uh, let me let me pull it up here. But he had that he had the interception, and then he ran it back. He didn't in the, he didn't score on it, but he ran it back and flipped the field. Let me let me find that play here real quick, Vince. Uh, I believe it was I believe it was two thousand and twenty one. So yeah, let's see uh, here. I mean, anybody like you and I were huge Bo Bauer fans. I know I was. You know, when he was here, I think he was way more integral to what the what this team was i mean he yeah, was, was super important right it was it was two it was 2021 it was a seven nothing game he picked the pass off ran it back inside the five the offense of course couldn't punch it in they kicked the field Shocker. goal but all of a sudden a potential seven seven game with right because us was driving it's now turns into a 10 nothing game right right so yeah i mean look jalen sneed has more god-given gifts than Phys- bill yeah. Okay. Like as, as an athlete, yeah, as an athlete. and Bo was athletic, but but Jalen's really Look, twitchy. He was one of the yeah. he's one of the the better you know special teams guys that right. that Notre Dame's ever had. And I mean, he, a long time. I mean, he was really really good. So I'm not trying to diminish the impact that Bo Bauer had on this football team because I think it was huge. But I think Jalen Sneed can have a huge impact on this football team this year as a sophomore, yeah. and they are going to be counting on him to have a huge impact on this team. They are, and so. You know, he's going to probably rotate in in the base. He's going to have packages of his own. He's going to have plenty of opportunities to make a splash on this defense. And if he can, if he can live up to that potential, he takes this defense to another level. He just does. Uh, And he takes his team to another level because, like I said, it impacts the offense. It impacts the defense. I have a feeling he's going to be impacting special teams this year. Because remember, he only played in four games last year, Brian. So, He's gonna right. he's he's full First go. Game like, was against Navy, wasn't it? Right. So he's full go now. Like you can play him on special teams all year long. So he's just I, I believe he's gonna have an impact up and down the roster. And I'm so fired up to see him play. So that's why he was my third guy. My third guy is Jordan Patelho. And and I thought about not putting him in here for the reasons I didn't put Tobias in the first one, but I still think he's a, a major unknown. Oh, yes, yeah. I know he had the great bowl game, but there was also Still. some not great film for him last year. It's just one of those guys where it's hard for me to envision Notre Dame having a, a championship caliber defense if they can't get any kind of edge rush. It doesn't. He doesn't have to be a 15-sack sure. guy, but he's got to be a guy that in some big moments can put pressure on the quarterback. And he actually did that last year in the second half of the year. He had a couple really good pass rushes against Clemson. I believe he was the – I mean, not Clemson, uh, Syracuse. I believe he is who blocked the punt against Syracuse, I believe. He either blocked it or recovered it. I forget which one. Okay. But 
if he if if him and Riley Mills, I almost wanted to go with these guys one and two, but we decided to go with the guys we both had on the same page. And they kind of go to together, which is to win a championship, Vince. I just think unless you're you've got Joe Burrow in that 2019 LSU offense, that's the anomaly. Oh, kind yeah. of a pretty darn good defensive line, man. Right. I mean, it just that's a, an ingredient that just almost every great every championship team has had for the most part. I mean, even if you go back to like the 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 first playoff, right? The 2014 playoff with Ohio State. That Ohio State team wasn't great that year, but man, that D line in the second half of the year was really, really good. I mean, you talk about having Joey Bosa, you had Michael Bennett, Adolphus Washington, you had Steve Miller, you had Rashad Frazier, Tyquan Lewis. Uh, you had some really good players. You had, and then Darian Lee would come off the edge at times as well, who as a linebacker, but like they had a really, really good front. Bama in 15, Clemson in 16 and 18 had really good D-lines. Bama in 17 had a, a really good D-line. LSU actually wasn't bad on the D-line. They just it was, it was hard for them to really be an elite defense as much as their defense was on the field because their offense just scored so quickly. Right. But even that 2019 LSU defense had Kalevon Chasen on there. You had Neil Neil Farrell on there, Rashad Lawrence, uh Braden, Braden Fajico was on that team, you know, as as guys kind of played up the middle. Tyler Shelvin is a highly ranked guy coming out, Glenn Logan. You, you weren't you weren't you weren't bums by any stretch. Obviously, the 2020 Bama D-line was pretty good. So, I mean, we just we've seen Georgia obviously the last two years has been great up front. You just it's you can't win unless you're just insanely good on offense if you don't have a right. really good D-line. And if you can't rush the quarterback, you're going to have a hard time winning two out of three or or three out of three against Ohio State, Clemson, Absolutely. and, and uh, USC. USC. And you're also going to have a hard time beating all three of Duke, NC State, and Louisville if you can't rush quarterback. Right. Got to put so, pressure on those quarterbacks. Right. And Jordan Sahel, to. to me, is the key figure to that. Yeah. I think Jordan J- Jalen Sneed is going to be part of that. Riley Mills is going to be part of that. Sure. But if the Viper's not getting after the quarterback, it's hard for me to envision them having yeah. that kind of defensive line. So that's no, why, to me, Jordan Patejo is an X factor. But he's, and you could even argue he should be number one. No, I get that. I totally that get that. And and he's he's an X factor for me as well because because he was he was in, under consideration for me because he's just to me just what he's he's done or not done as he's been here at Notre Dame. I think of him, and it's like. Uh, you know, like the, the 60s version of Batman and the Joker would come out or the Riddler and it would just be that giant question mark. Like Jordan Battello is a giant question mark to me for all of the above, right? I'm ready for him to not prove me wrong, but to prove that, like to erase the question mark. I, I just want him to be somebody that Notre Dame can count on. He's got all the physical tools, man. And we've seen it. We've seen glimpses of it. If he can put it all together on the field, off the field, all, just put it all together. He can absolutely be yeah. a catalyst to this defense. No doubt about it. Yeah. I just need him to erase that question mark for me. You know what I mean? And yep. so that's, that's that's why I have him here and not as an assumed right. guy. Yes, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Agreed. So Vince, let's wrap it up. We kind of both are in the secondary for our last yes. one. And okay. I'm in everyone. If y'all don't, if y'all have been a part of this show for over the last two years and you don't know who Vince's last X factor is. <laughs> you just haven't been paying attention to my boy. That's, all I'm That's saying. just another, Hey, there was another picture Vince. I wanted to show this and I actually wanted, I think is a little bit better of the, before we get to the last one of Riley. Okay. 
that she took. So like there, you can see like how massive his oh, arms yeah. and shoulders are. Well, look at Onye like, back there. He's I not, know, right? Uh, he's not a small dude either. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jeez, so that's a big boy. Oh, that's good. Let's go number four, Vince. And your yeah. number four X factor is it's Cam Hart. I mean, come on, it's it's Cam Hart. And look, the the corners are getting a lot of publicity. They're getting a lot of love. But a lot, let's be honest, a lot of that love is because of Benjamin Morrison. Okay, people know about Cam Hart, and that's great. But I just feel like if he can make teams pay for staying away from Benjamin Morrison, then of course he's going to influence the rest of this defense. Of course he's going to influence the team and everything else. But man, I feel like if he can stay healthy, and that's a huge if, because that's been his bugaboo for the last few years, his shoulder and all that. If he can stay healthy, what we've seen from him in, in fall camp is a guy who is long, a guy who is physically put together, a guy who battles for the football until the last possible second. He's physical. Like the you know, the play he made on was it Rico Flores, wasn't it? He, and and he just Yeah, where he tried to come off and like do like the little ooh yeah. juke you and Cam and, was like go on. Cam the was like boom and just hit him and then he goes yeah. and, then, and then Rico goes to the ground. It's like okay, dude, fifth year senior, you're a true freshman. Like, okay. Right. But he's going to take that physicality and the ball skills that he has. And he's just going to, I feel like he's going to remind people who he was, you know, or who he is. Here's who he was last year. Benjamin Morrison got all the attention because of the interceptions and rightfully so Benjamin was excellent for a freshman last year. There's a reason they went that way, but for most of the season, I'll put it this way. Cam Hart was their best corner for a lot longer portion of the season than he, than Benjamin Morrison was especially once he got through his hamstring issue, which kind of plagued him against Ohio State. But other than that, you had the one pass interference early, which I thought was questionable. And then you had the bad angle on the touchdown. I mean, he he settled in after that. Now, you can't make give up those plays. You can't, you can't allow Ohio State to get those easy touchdowns. You got to make Ohio State work for him. But, yeah, Cam is an excellent player this year, an excellent player. He, here's my X factor for him. It's simple. Can he stay healthy? That's yeah, it. absolutely. That's it. That's, that's he does. It. It's, it's – like my X factor, if I'm gonna, it'd be more of like Cam Hart's shoulder would be my <laughs> shoulders would be my X sure. factor, right? Right, absolutely is, is more so than anything else because yeah. if he's healthy, he we've seen what he can do, right? We're we're gonna see we're gonna see you know national pundits halfway through the season, especially after the Ohio State game, right? If things go the way I'm I'm hoping that they go, I mean, look, that's the matchup, right? It's it's why Ohio State's wide receivers, Notre Dame secondary, you know, the whole thing, right? You're gonna see team. You're gonna see breakdowns, and they're gonna get on the whiteboard, and they're gonna show you how Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart played in that game in a positive way. Like that's what I envision. In, for you this can't season. beat Ohio State if they don't play well. You just Absolutely can't. correct. You can't. And that's how they're all the guys we just talked about: Riley Mills, Jordan Patojo, Cam Hart, Xavier Watts. You can't beat Ohio State if those guys don't. And that's that's what it comes down to right there. Sure. There's two teams on the schedule you can't beat if the, the majority of those four guys don't play really well. That's Ohio State and USC. USC. Yeah. Just can't. Yep. Just can't. Absolutely. And that's just basically what it comes down to. My fourth Vince is Thomas Harper. Okay. I think this team is going to be in a lot of nickel defense this year mm-hmm. because of the nature of who they play. I mean, you've, sure. we've talked about the big three, Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. Those are all teams you're going to be in a lot of nickel. You're going to be in a lot of nickel against North Carolina State. I mean, people forget that the, that this offense is, has really been a – when you look at what Robert and I has done in recent years, it's been very impressive. 
two years ago at Virginia, he was the offensive coordinator uh, for an offense that threw for that who their starting quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, in only 11 games, passed for 4,449 yards that year. He also rushed for 251 yards and accounted for 40 touchdowns that season. He goes to Syracuse last year. If you remember the conversation we had preseason was they cannot throw the football. Their starting court, their offense in 2021, year before Robin and I got there, they had 10 touchdown passes and only threw for 1,836 yards. He comes in, same quarterback. They throw for 3,015 yards and 19 touchdowns and nine picks. Right? Now, that quarterback from Virginia and and I are going to be at NC State. Moral of the story, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Right. Okay. Duke's going to, I don't know that Duke's going to throw it a lot, but they're going to spread you out. They've got really sure. good receivers. They're going to get their quarterback on the perimeter. They're going to run RPOs. Your, Louisville's Jeff Brom. We all know Jeff Brom loves throw to football. Oh, Wake yeah. Forest is on the schedule. Troy Taylor, the head coach of Stanford, they're a spread you out kind of air raidish type of team. A big chunk of your schedule is going to force you to be in your nickel defense a big chunk sure. of the game. And that's Thomas Harper. It's got to be Thomas Harper. Right. If Clarence Lewis can do some good things, but you want Clarence Lewis to be a rotation guy for you, not the guy. And my issue, my thing with Thomas Harper, Vince, it's the same as Cam Hart. It's not even about his ability. I know he has it. I've seen him do it. It's can he stay healthy? How quickly can he pick up the system and can he stay healthy? That's it. That's what it comes down to. So he's a big factor for me as well. If he can pick up the yeah, defense quickly and play like he did last year at Oklahoma State and then stay on the field, right. he's going to be a really good football player. And he's going to be replacing a guy that was very important in last year's defense. Oh, Drew yeah. Brace. Very oh, important. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a guy that is very missed. Like, if you gave me – I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I would think of before I say this, but – if you gave me the option of bringing one guy back from last year's team, I, a lot of people would say Isaiah Foskey, you know, whatever. Last year's defense. Yes, yeah, specifically the defense. Mine's yeah, because I'm Bracey. sorry. I'm not taking Tariq Bracey back over Michael Mayer. I, lo- I love no. Tariq Bracey. I Talk about defense. Let's, let's say yeah. defense. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But it's Tariq Bracey. I'm sorry. I, I just think he was so important to what they wanted to do defensively last year, and he – made so many plays that people just don't realize. You know what I mean? And and I would take him back in a heartbeat. A heartbeat.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.